How many types of filters are there in photography? Hi and welcome to episode 136 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Okay, there was some Google in this one. Right, here is the answer a bit. There are many different types of filters in photography, which I will split into two distinct categories. Ones that you attach to a camera lens and ones that exist in software. Filters are used to enhance both image capture and images in post-processing. That's what happens when I ad-lib. It just goes wrong. I just need to read the script. Yes, having regretted picking this as a subject for this podcast episode, I realised that for a whole generation of people, filters are not things that you attach to a camera lens, but things that you apply in an app on your phone. Oh, how times change. So in this episode, I'm going to travel from when I was a young lad back in the day and bought things that I attached to my lens to the very modern day and filters in 2022. And I'm not going to lie to you. Actually, why do I say I've actually written it into the script? Why would I say I'm not going to lie to you? As though if I don't say that, I'm lying to you. I don't know. Anyway, I know a lot more about the old school filters than modern day fangled filters. Or do I? Well, it depends how you look at things, really. So brace yourselves. This could be a bumpy ride or not. Right. Filters that I use. Sorry, I was going to um, explain the lateness of this episode here, but I pushed it back a bit. So we'll carry on as everything's normal. Okay. Filters that I use. Okay, Rick, thank you. (laughs) I use filters that attach to the front of my camera lens. I use neutral density and polarising filters. If you don't know what they are, where have you been? Check out the last two episodes of the Splendid Photography Explained podcast. ND filters, what are they? What do they do? Do I need one? And polarising filters, wait for it. What are they? What do they do? Do I need one? Well, I don't need to rewrite every title, do I? If the one that I did for the previous was okay and this still applies, so nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and any other filters that I used were way back in the film days, long before all this clever digital stuff ever existed. And for all you youngsters out there, yes, there was a time before all this digital stuff ever existed, would you believe? So what other filters are there then? First ones are protector filters. These are filters that protect the front lens element. They provide a physical barrier. I used to use these, but no longer do. And nothing bad happened. I'm not saying to you that you do not need them. And if you want to protect that precious front lens element with a protector filter, that is fine. See, I don't know how well you look after your gear, but I do know how well I look after my gear. But here is a top tip for you. Always use the lens hood. I always use the lens hood because that... That's physically protecting your lens from coming into contact with anything. If you don't know what I mean, stick your lens hood on your camera and keep the the lens cap on, but try and make contact with like a wall or something with the front element of the lens with the lens cap on, I hasten to add. And you'll see what a good job a lens hood does of protecting the front element of your camera lens. That wasn't even in the script, that. Okay, next ones, UV and skylight filters. Well, again, these filters, they used to be used to reduce the UV light hitting the film. Yep, for you youngsters, that's film, not digital. Film, complicated old stuff. But most digital cameras have this somewhere within the sensor these days, so these are really not needed anymore. I think think these days people tend to use UV and skylight filters more to protect the front lens element. 
As I say, fine, if that's what you want to do, no problem with that. Then you have things called graduated ND filters. Now, these are neutral density filters which have a gradual effect, going from the full effect at the top, reducing down to nothing somewhere near the middle. Now, that's not a great description granted, so if I explain what they do, this should help. I used to use these to balance out the exposure by darkening a very bright sky above a dark foreground. So the top half of the filter had darkening stuff in it, getting technical here. The bottom half had nothing, the bottom half was clear. Now again, digital advances mean this can be done in camera now, and auto bracketing is the thing that I use to do this. And this does pretty much the same thing, because you're taking a darker photo of the sky, which you can merge together in your software of choice with the correctly exposed foreground. Job done. And that's what I do. So I don't have graduated filters anymore. Well, I say that, I've got a, I've got a, a, a wallet filter holder in, in a box in my garage, and I'm just wondering why I haven't solved that, because I haven't used that in, oh, who knows, years, 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 possibly a decade. A long old time since I used them. Other filters, well, there are special effect filters. Now, one of them that I used to use, it was a starburst filter. And when you got lights in a photo or the sun, it makes it go all, well, starbursty. Now I just use F22 to get enough of an effect for me when I want to. So try this one out with your lens and see what starburst effects you can get with the aperture on your camera lens. It can be pretty cool and, and it looks it looks natural because if you're staring at... Don't stare at the sun, by the way, you'll damage your eyes. If you're staring at something bright with, say, sunglasses on, you might get that starbursty effect. It looks pretty good, so give it a try. You've got nothing to lose, have you? Beauty of digital. And... Talking special effects filters, there's all sorts of other filters out there that do funky stuff, but these aren't for me, so I'm not going to talk about them. But I imagine that pretty much any effect you can get with a funky filter can be recreated in Photoshop, if you know how to use Photoshop, that is. Which I don't. Oh yeah, sorry, nearly forgot. Colour filters. When I say nearly forgot, I nearly forgot when I was writing the script, so I tried to make that sound as natural as possible. Now, I never used these, and I, I, I believe these are used to change the white balance. Now, I shoot in RAW. I can change the white balance in Lightroom after, so I've got no need for these. Lastly, close-up filters. Well, these are used to, um, well, to take photos close-up of things. I've never used them myself, as I don't take photos of things close-up. So, <laughs> what an insight, eh? That was genius. Right, the top tip, though. Well, different camera lenses have different filter thread sizes, or they might have different filter thread sizes. So if you're going to use filters on more than one lens, buy it or them for the largest filter thread size that you have and invest in step-down rings, or as I put on my script, down rings. Genius. Bear with. Yeah, that's how long it takes me to type step. <laughs> They're dead handy, and they mean that you only need one filter because you use the step-down rings to attach them to smaller filter thread sizes. You can't do it with the small one going upwards because you won't cover all the lens, so you've got to do the biggest filter thread first and then step down to the smaller ones. And It might look a bit odd if you've got a massive filter on a tiny lens, but it's still doing the same thing, isn't it? It works, and it could save you a bundle of cash if you get into filters, that is. Okay, so that's the filters that you stick onto a camera. What about the other filters? Well, these are the digital ones. I just hit the microphone stand there. Not helpful. I mean, Instagram filters spring to mind. One click, boom, transformed a photo. And there are many, many others. 
So many that all I, all I want to say here is that these filters are used to change photos that you've already taken to get a certain look or style of photo. And you can add any kind of image processing software to that list. I can create presets for my photos in Lightroom that instantly transform photos just how I want them to. I'll come on to that. These presets are exactly the same as Instagram or any other filters. Right. My notes say that was a lot shorter than I intended, but that was actually a lot longer than I intended because I thought I was going to struggle with this one. But as ever, I've filled up 10 minutes so far without editing before I embark on the talky bit. Yeah, so before I go on, I want to explain what happened this week. Well, life just got in the way and I failed to publish this episode on time, which pained me greatly. I even wrote a backup script which said, if you can hear this bit, you're listening to the unedited episode. Life things got in the way and I did not have time to edit this episode before publishing. That was plan A, but I didn't even get time to record the full episode, which is why I did a a one minute long one, which helps with my download stats. But then I had a word with myself, and I convinced myself that it was okay. Did it really matter that this episode was going to be published two days late? Did it really matter that thus episode, another typo? I've checked this script, you know. That's the problem. I've been short on time recently, and it's showing... um, Did it really matter? Let's try that one a third time. Did it really matter that this episode was going to be published two days late? No, it really did not. I think I lost a bit of perspective there. So here I am now and all is fine, so I'll continue back to those filters. There are two types of filters. Ones that you attach to a camera lens, which changes the image capture in one way or another, or just protects the front lens element. And then there is all that other stuff that you can do using apps and software after the event. Big difference being one changes the photo that you take, one changes the photo after you've taken it. That's my big... No, I'm not doing that. I was going to say big takeaway, which... uh, I would have inevitably grown into another subsection, which I really don't need, do I? Keep focused, Rick. Getting the look you want for your photos is the point. Now, I'm not going to go on about ND and polarising filters here. I told you all you need to know about them in previous episodes. These filters are used for specific purposes when taking photos. These filters help me take better photos. These filters are tools that I use in my work. But Instagram filters and what have you, I don't use them. But I'm sure you know what they are. Most people have seen these. You can quickly give photos a distinct look, which which when applied to a load of photos and a feed, it gives a consistent look and feel, which is a dead handy thing to have. This is pretty much what I do with my photos in Lightroom. So in some ways, it's exactly the same. After all, filters are changing the colours, tones, focus, borders, sharpness, all that good stuff, which is what I'm doing in Lightroom. And in Instagram... Yes, I had to look this bit up. There are currently 25 different filters, 25 different looks, one click on your phone. It's amazing when you think about it. So going back to Lightroom, what I do in Lightroom is the same. Well, it's similar. I use Lightroom to adjust tones, contrast, sharpness, shadows, highlights, vibrance, saturation, all that good stuff and more. So really, they're the same, aren't they? What you're doing is you're taking a photo and you're making it look different and hopefully better. They're just the same thing being done in a different way. And when I create a Lightroom preset to save me time, what difference is that from an Instagram filter? An Insta- <laughs> I can't say Instagram. An Instagram filter is a preset, the same as a Lightroom preset, is a preset that you apply to a photo. I mean, let's not overthink this. If you think Instagram filters are wrong and you edit photos in Lightroom, have, have, a, have a word with yourself about that because they are the same thing. One you're doing, another one you're choosing from a selection of things that other people have done, which is fine as well. 
Right then, so as far as I'm concerned, filters are great, as is digital processing. But you have to do this well. You have to do it naturally and consistently. Don't use so many filters that things look like you've been having a wild old time in Photoshop or something. Because, well, unless you want to. But for most people, we want photos to look natural and realistic, but good. I edit my work in pretty much the same way. I've got a fixed process and I've created presets for the things that I do all the time. I don't need any other filters and my work is done in Lightroom. What we can do with software has reduced the need for many filters. That was the point I wanted to get onto really. Before digital photography, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm going back to the dark ages. You didn't have Photoshop. You didn't have all this stuff that you can do. You could do stuff in a dark room, I'll take that back. But if you want to get a certain effect on a photo, like a starburst, yeah, I'm sure you could do it in a dark room, but digital photography and the processing side of things, it's, it's replaced the need for a lot of filters, which is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Well, I'll let you think about that one. I'm not one to judge. But software has reduced the need for many filters. That's the point. And the other thing I want to come back on, why don't I use a filter to protect my lenses? Well, you see, when you buy a camera lens, you will be traditionally upsold a filter, which is used. It's called a lens protector, skylight filter, UV, haze, lots of different names. But they do one thing. They protect your front lens element from any damage. And they are easier to clean than the front lens element. But I used to use them. And then I got a, <laughs> then I got a funky lens. See, I used to use a fisheye zoom lens and thinking about it, I missed that lens, crazy as it was. You see, with a fisheye lens, you get a 180 degree field of view. And to get this, you've got a bulbous front lens element. You cannot put a filter on this because it's, it's a big sticky out bulbous thing. And with a 180 degree field of view, your feet are in a photo unless you step back a bit. So how do you get a filter? That, well, you could get a fisheye filter, I guess, but I don't think they do then because they'd be horrendously expensive. I used this loads when I had it and I couldn't put a protective filter on it. And I was super protective of the front end lens element, but I am with all my camera lenses anyway. So over the years I had it, nothing bad happened. It didn't have any marks, any blemishes. And that got me thinking, really. And I, and I stopped using them all my lenses some years ago, and still nothing bad's happened. Now, I know what I'm doing, and I take care of my gear, um, well, obsessively. So I know I'm okay. Now, as for you, it's, it's your decision, this. It's your responsibility. I'm not telling you not to use a protector filter. That's your decision to make, dear listener. But look after your gear, whichever way you go. As always, however, I'm just telling you what I do, okay? I don't need to put protective filters on my lenses and I know other pro photographers who don't. Not that there's anything wrong with it and if it gives you comfort and reassurance, fine. Anyway, yeah, that's what I do. Talking of which, well, <laughs> seamless, not really, is it? What do I do? Well, I use neutral density and polarising filters and I process images in Lightroom only. That's all. That's all I do, pretty much. Next episode, Photography Explained podcast episode 137, a call for questions. Yes, I am doing something different. I will be asking for your help. It will be a short episode. Well, it might not be, we'll see. Where just you and I have a little chat, okay? I will tell you some of the things I've planned and see what you think. I might even send out a survey to any willing part any willing participants. But please join in and help me with my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here. 
See, I've been thinking about this and not getting that episode out on time this week. It's it's made me stop and think a little bit, so we're looking to fix things up a little bit in the future, starting with getting more questions from you, dear listener. If you can't wait until then, though, if you have a photography question you would like me to answer, in plain English, in less than 10 minutes-ish, without the relevant details, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start, and you can also find out more about me and my podcast there and also ways to help me. Go on, get over there now and beat the rush. <laughs> so send me your question or just say hi. Either way, it would be great to hear from you. And this episode was powered by, wait for it, a cheese and pickle sandwich with a bag of home crisps. Ready salted ones. Not prawn cocktail, that's for the script, because um, that's what I had yesterday, but I didn't have time to record this episode, so I need to update my script to ready salted crisps. All washed down with a lovely ice-cold Diet Pepsi sat here in my not-too-warm, homemade, acoustically-cushioned recording emporium, avoiding next door's gardening activities. Day late with the recording, no gardening outside, which is good. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here again, and for giving me tenish minutes of your valuable time. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.